following podcast is being brought to you by the Defy Life Podcast Network. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Stalian English Show with Coach Kurtz. I'm your man, Coach English, and we are here once again to bring you another great show. We are powered by Defy Life. Visit www.godefylife.com for all your content. Check out the Stalian English Show with Coach Kurtz page. Um, where we blog about stuff pretty much on a daily basis. Um, check out the Go to Five Life store. Um, shoot, it's a really dope website. Check it out. Uh, just dropped a new show uh, called uh, Live with Neek. If you haven't checked it out, take a second and go check it out. Very dope young lady who just came onto the network. Uh, the show had me hooked all last night. Uh, so, also, we are coming to you straight live on Facebook Live. So, if at any point you wanna you wanna get your comment heard, just go ahead and type it in. And I, I believe Josh got us on his Instagram. He was supposed to have us on Instagram live. I don't know if he got that. I don't know if he got it set up or not. Hopefully he do. Um, I don't have I don't I don't have it. I don't have it set up. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's alright. It's alright. But let's get it started like we always do. Hey Josh, man, how was the week? We was blessed as always. We started out just like that. Um. You know, we're in the hard basketball season now. We actually had our first scrimmage tonight against a very, very well-coached, very good Lexington High School team. Um, Coach Bailey Harris and his staff continue to do a very good job. And every year we scrimmage them, they expose us and make us look at the things we need to work on and get better at and just just really, um, you know, push us to another level um, early on in the season. So um, kudos to Coach Harris and his guys. And... Um, you know, we're working. We got some things we got to work on. Some different things. Well, we got some things we got to improve at. But other than that, you know, all was well. The guys, the guys play well. I was impressed with the way we competed in spots. Family's healthy. God is good. And you know, that's that's about all I got. Um, Coach Kurtz, um, how was your week going, buddy? Yeah, great week. Great week as well. Uh, excited. Good time. Like we talked about last last week. Great time of year with. Uh, Football playoffs and then beginning of basketball season, always exciting. And then the holidays are coming in. So me just uh, recently moving to Florida. I mean, I'm excited. Uh, we'll be headed back up to South Carolina to see uh, to see Whitney's family and and then all of my uh, friends and former co-workers in South Carolina. So I'm excited to see you guys uh, 
here in about a week and a half or so. And uh, so that's exciting. And then huge, huge, huge shout out. Big news. I just got it today. Um, one of one of my favorite, I mean, I got lots of favorite ex-students, but one of my favorite ex-students, one of my hardest workers, unbelievable person, great personality, great energy. She's a senior at uh at Winthrop University, she wants to be a strength and conditioning coach, um, Taylor Smith, and she just found out today that she got, which is a very, very exclusive internship at the National Strength and Conditioning Association's headquarters in Colorado. She was one of three interns to be named for that uh, that internship for this uh, this spring of pay a paid internship and uh it'll be a great experience for her and uh definitely well deserving because she uh she's been great ever since she was at ac4 and i know she's gonna be she's gonna be great the profession as well okay good deal that sounds great coach e how things going with you brother man yo blessed blessed man had a had a very very great weekend man um we did our first uh annual team boot camp we had uh the varsity and jv kids came in or uh, at uh on friday at 7 30 and they uh we had a kickoff by um pastor john griggs uh he's the actually the fca um oh gosh the fca area director i guess or district director and he came in and uh kicked us off with a great word and um talked about the power of one uh, gave each kid a domino pretty much signifying the power they have individually and talked about how when you put all of those you know the domino individual can stand on its own but you know if you put it with other dominoes you can make designs and this that and the third and 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 how one domino could affect all the rest and how you need to be holding your own to make sure all the other dominoes are able to stand so it was really it was really really cool to kick it off like that had some people come in and speak throughout the throughout the weekend uh the assistant superintendent came through and spoke with him uh, mr larry johnson gave him a great word um edward wilson if you've never heard him speak he's a great great guy um uh you got uh um who else came and spoke uh pastor john grace came again spoke again uh, and then, you know, it, it was it. They had to practice at like I came through the room blowing the whistle at like four in the morning. <laughs> and and we had like four or five practices. a day. I mean, it, it was it was it was a great weekend. They bonded. Uh, one of my kids is out in California. His game was uh, streamed on the Internet. So they had an opportunity to watch it um, as a team they, to root him on. Now, his team got punched in the face, but. You know he played well, and they got a chance to watch it as a team. So it made a stronger man ever since. Ever since, I, I mean, from the start of that weekend to now, practice has been nuts. Like the energy level, the accountability, the way that they're communicating, it's just been crazy ever since that camp. So um, it's, it's like I, I can't ask for much more. Tell you the truth, right? Not right now. So it's been it's been a great it's been a, a great time, man. Like for me at least. Um, and I'm blessed, man. Kids are kids are healthy, and um, and I'm enjoying I'm enjoying myself really, really and truly. Good deal, good deal. That that's always good, especially when you know you can call out your blessings, recognize them. That's always a good deal, Coach E. 
Yeah. Talk to me about the current event we got this today, tonight. All right, we're gonna we're gonna start off with um the top twenty four. Uh, well, we well we, what we talked about was the top twenty. Um, and so we're gonna talk about them, and then we're gonna talk. <laughs> then we're gonna touch on the Duke Kentucky game and kind of get your thoughts on that. Um, so uh, the top twenty, uh, number one was Kansas, number two Kentucky, number three Gonzaga, number four Duke, number five uh, University of Virginia, number six Tennessee, number seven Nevada, number eight UNC. Number nine, Villanova. Number 10, Michigan State. Number 11, Auburn. Number 12, Kansas State. Number 13, West Virginia. Number 14, Oregon. Number 15, Virginia Tech. Number 16, Syracuse. Number 17, Florida State. Number 18, Mississippi State. Number 19, Michigan. And we're going to stop at the top 20 with number 20, TCU. Now, uh, do you think the NCAA got that right? You know, do we do we think that that was done? Did, did we get? Did they get that right? Did the, did the committee get that right? Did, is the top twenty? Do you feel everybody kind of fell in their place so far? Well, the media, the media usually picks those. The coach and the media usually picks those um, early. So, I mean, yeah, I think you know they're in the ballpark. You're never going to get it exactly right because the only ranking is the matters is the one at the end, but. I think they're in the ballpark. I think they did a pretty solid job. I don't think they really struck out and got any of them wrong. But after watching Duke play, it looks like it's Duke against the rest of um, the field. Like they, they, they look really, really good. They look dangerous. I think this is what we, we talked about a little bit on the last show, and it, uh, the audio got messed up. What we, what we said was, Give us your final four at the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what? Yeah, the final four. What? What's your final four? That, there we okay. go. We'll start there. What, what's your final oh, so four? I'm going uh, <laughs> to be a front runner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to front run right now and put Duke in my final four. Okay, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a spice it up for you guys. I'll put two ACC teams in the final four if they don't run into each other in the tournament. I got Duke and Florida State from the ACC. I know no one was expecting me to say Florida State, but I got Duke and Florida State. My my dark horse is Nevada. That's the even though they technically wouldn't be a bracket buster, but, but not many people are still going to pick them to go to the Final Four. And my fourth team, I'm going to stick with Gonzaga. I'm going to stick with Gonzaga. That's who I got. What about you, Coach Curtis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, Obviously, Duke looked unbelievable, and I think last week I picked them even before uh, before that first game. Yeah, you uh, get I credit for that. You get credit for I, that. I, I, I did, but I, I definitely did not think they were going to be as impressive as they were, and uh, I mean, how they looked was unbelievable, so you got to put Duke. I like Kentucky. Did they play that? Did they get dominated? Yeah, but I love Coach Cal. I think he's gonna. It, it, he's got a good mixture of some stud freshmen and then a few, uh, I guess, sophomores, which are considered kind of older players on these teams now. He's got a couple sophomores that came back that potentially weren't going to come back. I think he's going to get that that team rolling, and and I, I'm a fan of Coach of Calipari, and I think he's going to get those guys rolling. 
Um, I agree 100% with, uh, with Coach Staley with Nevada. I love Nevada. And uh, I talked about um, Coach Musselman, what he's doing with, with – he's building his program around transfers. And everybody talks about the transfer epidemic in college and now in high school basketball. But Coach Musselman's built his team around transfers where they transfer and essentially redshirt for a year and learn the system and then they're – they're already in the system, and it puts them a year ahead of guys. And he got a huge score to get Cody and Caleb Martin back this coming year, um, who are both potentially. I know one of them was uh, was Commerce All, All Player of the Year, and I I haven't seen preseason All American um, uh, selections, but I would be I bet that at least one of them is on one of the preseason All American teams. So. I love Nevada. I love Cody and Caleb Martin. I've known them for a long time. Unbelievable, humble dudes. Always wishing them a ton of success. And then third, uh, and I thought Coach, I'm surprised. I don't know. Coach Daly, I love you, dog, but I know Florida State's your team, but Florida State ain't going to the final four. <laughs> I don't like Florida State for football. I mean, basketball. I don't like Florida State for football. Trust me, I'm not a Florida State basketball fan. I'm a Florida State football fan. But you got to pick a monkey wrench team. You can't just go traditional with your with your picks. You got to throw a monkey wrench team in there because every year is a monkey wrench team. I, I don't care who it is. Go ahead. I hear yeah, Okay. Good good defense. I see you. I, for my fourth team, I'm going, I'm going with UVA. Um, love them. I know they've been disappointing in the postseason, but uh, I like them and I love uh, – and another guy who transferred there and – essentially redshirted last year, uh, who was a stud his freshman year at Alabama and then got hurt uh, two years ago, I guess, and transferred to UVA. Braxton Key is going to be, I think he's going to be a big player for UVA this year. So I'm going UVA, Duke, Kentucky, and Nevada. I don't have no real dark horses, but that's who I'm rolling with. Coach, Coach E, who you got, brother? All right, man. I I, I didn't. I, I must say that I did not have Duke in my Final Four. I do now. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have him before. But that watching that game was like watching a a a a thing of, of beauty, man. Like they just they played well together. I thought, you know. So I think you know I could go on and on, but um, it was amazing. Zion. I didn't think he was going to translate that. You know, he's athletic. He showed the jump shot a little bit. Um, you know, I think he's got a little ways to go with as far as that's concerned, but passed the ball pretty well. And I, it was just – just to watch it was good. Um, so I got them. Um, I, I feel like you really can't count Villanova out because they coached extremely well. Um, and for some odd reason, I, I, I'm a homer. And, and I, this pick is because I'm a fan. Uh, Syracuse. And uh, – I'm gonna go with um because and you guys don't don't make picks because you a fan. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, I'm telling you the truth though. I'm, I'm at least I'm being at least I'm being real about it. At least I'm being real about it. I'm being like I always have faith in Jim Beheim, man. I you know I give us a shot every year. So I mean I'm 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 a homer. It's, I'm gonna go with Syracuse. 
you know. You too, you too smart for that. Go ahead. <laughs> and then uh, from listening to you guys talk the last time, the, like I said, the audio, like like Micah said, the audio got skewed. But from talking to you guys last time, the uh, Nevada team with all those transfers and and kind of the philosophy that a lot of coaches are going with now, going with the whole you know older you know older players um, now that are more ready to play. So, you know, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm going with those. That's Nevada, Syracuse, Nova, and Duke. That'll be my final four. And that's we we'll have to revisit this once the uh uh once the season kind of starts and I mean once uh March Madness starts and then we'll go and then, then we'll revisit it and go from there. So I'm gonna give you one more opportunity to change Syracuse. You wanna go ahead and change it? Nah, man, I'm gonna stick with it, man. I'm gonna stick with it, dog. I, I mean, once you once you put that stamp in there, you kind of gotta stick with it. All right. I, I know, All right. I know, Josh. You supposed to be, I let, you know, just kind of on, on on the personal level. I know we supposed to be trying to find these Redskins Giants tickets. I know that, so we can hit a game. We supposed to be yeah, doing we, that. We can hit a game if you want to watch us beat y'all. Oh. We can, we can Okay. All right. Whatever. All right. Let's 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 move on. Let's move on. So, um, I'm gonna tell you what's 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 crazy about this topic. Like, Josh called me yesterday. Was it yesterday morning, Josh? It might have been. No, I it was the day before yesterday. It was the day before yesterday, and he's like, "Yo, did you see that video?" And I was like, "What video?" He was like, "Yo, of the teacher." you know, beating up, the, you know, fighting the student. And I was like, well, nah, you know, it's kind of like a little trend now, you know, it's happened. And so he was like, yo, dog, you need to see the video. So I go and watch the video. And when I watched the video, like I, 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 I knew from what Josh said, I was like, yo, I feel a certain type of way. But then I watched the video and I was like, yo, I really feel some type of way. And I really feel like I was like, Josh, I'm amped up to do this show because it's it's something that's going on in the school system that we kind of don't talk about. And I'm going to tell you how taboo this is. This is so taboo, Josh, that I couldn't get nobody in education to come on the show and talk about it. Like, everybody's like, no, nah, I ain't touching it. <laughs> I'm not touching it because I'm going to say something that might get me fired or, or whatever. Like, nobody wanted to talk about it. So, um, we're going to play the audio real quick and then we're going to get into the and then we're going to get into the, the, the topic, which is the cutoff point. You know, like how far how, how far is a teacher supposed to go? So we're going to play the audio for you real quick. And, and mind you, audience, like the audio does nothing for this. Like you got to see the video and how the kid was like standing up to him. Um, and this comes from Intel videos off of YouTube. So just to give them the credit, um, let, let's let, let, listen to it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and play it now. Everybody watching my nigga, what's up? You ain't talking, you ain't talking shit. Bro, I'm on, I'm on. <laughs> 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 you a boss bitch, bro. You a boss bitch, b
Man, if we want to take them. And pretty much, and pretty much from there, the fight breaks out. So I just wanted you to hear like the level of disrespect the kid was spewing on him, all the n words and everything else. And and, and to our younger audience, we excuse. I should have put the disclaimer before, but you know, and our parents out there, sorry, but I think that. Um, we could have beeped everything out, but, you know, when I talked to Josh yesterday, I felt as though it was extremely important for people to understand what we go through as teachers on a daily basis, like to truly fully understand how far this man was pushed. So, Josh, like what was your init? Like, your, I ain't even going to ask no question, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you go. Go ahead. Well, this situation saddens my heart. On multiple levels, and it even, I even got sad when when you said um, some of the other people that education didn't want to touch on it because um, that bothers me also. I think that's I think that's one of the main problems. That's the problem in education that everybody's afraid to express themselves and tell the truth. We didn't ask them to pull out a bag of weed on their on on, on their Instagram page and get drunk. We asked them to talk about the state of education and and and, and if honestly and productively and professionally expressing yourself puts your job at risk, you need to find another job because that's not a job. That's that's slavery. Yeah, I mean you can't even have a mind of your own. But this this situation saddens me to the point of multiple levels. It makes me look at myself as a parent. How in the world do you get to the point where you're rearing a child where they have no regard for, oh, no respect, pardon me, not even regard, no respect for an adult? And you just don't wake up one day and get like that. You develop into that type of person, to that type of child over time. So there were multiple instances where that child could have been corrected at the house. I'm not going to put this on the school because charity starts at home. And the sheer fact that that young man felt he had the authority to stand up to an adult in such a disgraceful manner not only upsets me, but it saddens me because someone has failed that child. Someone has put that child in a scenario where it's almost going to be impossible for them to be successful in society. They have no respect. They have no respect for themselves. They have no respect for adults. They have no respect for the, for the opportunity to learn if they act like that. On the flip side with the teacher, my only advice would be if you get to the point where you know you're about to attack a kid, walk out. Walk out the classroom. I like your chances of dealing with an unsupervised class than dealing with wailing on a disobedient child. Now, 
The child did physically, see, people are talking about this. The child did physically assault the teacher because he hit the teacher with the basketball. Yeah. So he did assault the teacher. And here's the background story that most people don't know. This teacher was already jumped by other students while at the same school. Yep. So this wasn't the first time this teacher was in this altercation with, with these disrespectful kids. Not the same kid jumped him, but another some other kids jumped this teacher, and he decided to stay on the job. And this is just an example, and it's not to this extreme, but teachers, especially in a public school setting, go through it daily. And the only way education is going to be as good as it possibly can be is if we get a strong grasp on discipline within the educational system. Because if you don't discipline them while they're in school, guess what? Society will. Yeah. But it's so, it's so many layers, man, that goes with that because, again, it all falls back on the house. It falls back on the parents. But I got more things I'm going to get all my points out right now. But my initial feelings when I watched that was I was saddened, I was angry, and I was extremely disappointed in that child's parents. All right, AJ. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish up. No, I'm done. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, we, we just had a, we had a Facebook comment. Uh, Neat Cruz, she asked a question. She made. She started off with a statement. She says, something is wrong with these kids today. She asked the question, you know, why are these kids so angry? Like, you know, why are these kids, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know why these kids are so angry. And, and no matter how much you try to figure it out, I don't know if there's a, a legit cookie cutter answer to the question. Um, Micah, you had a chance to watch the video. You know, what are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. That answer, right? That question on Facebook, right there. Like Josh said, I mean, there is no one direct answer to it. There's so many layers to to this situation. Um, obviously, Josh hit on how was the kid raised. Um, he hit on there's a major, major, major problem in school systems with leadership. Um, where many of these people that are in leadership positions are scared to really be true leaders because they're just happy being an assistant principal or principal or whatever and making a decent living. And they know, hey, if I shake the system up, if I really, really try and make bring about change they're scared that they'll lose their job and that's a that's a major major disappointment where people that are put in leadership positions just want to hold those leadership positions and don't truly want to be leaders and a great quote that i just read from winston churchill is the price of grace the price of greatness is responsibility and unfortunately, a lot of people that are in leadership positions that have a great deal of responsibility truly don't want to be great. They just want to hold those leadership positions. So that's yeah. another that's another major um, issue. And then 
I mean, and I don't want to. I don't know the whole story. I don't. I, I all I saw was the video clip, um, and I have become one of the biggest. Um, I am not trustful of the media of the news. I can't read CNN. I can't read Fox News. I can't watch these news stations because I know every one of them has a bias and is trying to spin their opinion on you. And so that video, I mean, it's just a short clip. I don't know what happened beforehand. I don't know that guy. I don't know that kid. I don't know what happened beforehand. So I, I, I'm not going to make a broad. Obviously, the kid was over the top. But I don't know what that teacher has done day in and day out. Um, and so really the point I'm coming from with that is obviously I can't I, I, I'm not going to sit there and 100 percent make an opinion on that from the video. Obviously, it's a very disturbing video. But um, what I'm trying to make, the point I'm trying to make is another issue is the majority of the there is a major, major, major teacher shortage in America. So are we getting true leaders and people that are really fit to teach our kids in these positions or are we having to fill these positions with below average leaders, teachers um, that really is not their passion? Are we having to fill those positions with them? 100%. I mean, somebody just sent me something the other day. Uh, or no, they put it on Facebook. They saw an ad for assistant manager at Dunkin' Donuts, starting salary $41,000, full benefits, paid vacation. And he was he's a teacher in North Carolina. He's like, that is the salary for a teacher in North Carolina with 12 years of experience. And he's like, so are we really, are we really getting great people in these positions uh, to teach our kids because of how poorly these teachers are paid? And I mean, the other clip that you sent, uh, that you sent coach English is a, uh, a student hitting a kid in Baltimore City School District. Yeah, when she North hit the teacher, she punched the teacher. Yeah, Northwestern High School, which I know very well. My very first job out of high school, out of college, was teaching at Patterson High School in Baltimore City. One Baltimore City School District. What you saw on the wire is very, very accurate. Like it is one of the worst school districts in the country. I taught there for two. I taught there for two years. I was probably one of the only white people, white males that most of these kids ever interacted with outside of a police officer. Um, and I never had a, I never had an altercation with a kid like these videos and not to, not, I mean, these, this, these altercations can happen to good people, but if you have a presence and you treat these kids with respect and show they truly, truly care for them. I mean, I'd say 95% of the time, this is not going to happen. Are there outliers? Yes. But 
Um, there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of layers to this problem, but I mean, I, it, 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 go, it, it goes on every level. The parents, the kids, the administrators, the government for not funding education to get quality teachers in. I mean, there's layers on top of layers on top of layers, which um, I don't really see any, any real resolve in sight. Yes, yeah, it's, it's difficult. Coach E, what are your thoughts, bro? Well, um, you know, Josh, I think, you know, when me and you spoke this morning, uh, it was a situation where we were talking about no matter, like, yeah, the, the teacher could have handled it differently. You know, he could have stepped out of the room, like you said earlier, Josh, or um, called down to the main office and had somebody sent up to his classroom. Um, you kind of get a sense of there there has been something between these two before. Um, and maybe there was some some steps that he could have taken to make it, you know, different to, to have it to create a different outcome. Micah, you said it's about the relationships with the kids like it's about, OK, I got to have a relationship with these kids where they know that I care so that I don't go through. I don't get put in these positions where I have to make a decision where it's either me or it's them. But I do feel as though I say all of that kind of and I'm going to say this. I do feel as though we as teachers are put in a bad spot when it comes to that. Like if if we were out in the street and got attacked by a kid. Right. And we retaliate or whatever. Yeah, we, you know, we'll get arrested or whatever. But at that point, it's a self-defense. If we're in in a school setting and kids like are literally beating on you, like you 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 don't have a, like you kind of got to sit there and take like the Baltimore teacher did. Like the girl punched her in the face and she just stood there and was like, all right, well, you know, like you, she like kind of looked towards the door like you got to get out my class. And the girl kind of, you know, she walked out the door, but she squared up, punched the punched the lady in the face. And according to the 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 story, like she's a, an elder, a respected elder in the church, a, a highly qualified teacher in the state, and she still had to go through that. Um, I would like to think that I'm a good teacher who um, who fosters relationships with his students, but I've had kids raise up on me before. You know what I'm saying? And I've had to deal with that before. Um, that's why I shoot. I, I think at some of these, um, at, at a good bit of the alternative schools, they got to go through the PTI, the, um, the, not the PTI training, the, uh, the, the restraint training, because, you know, you can't really hit a kid, but you can, you, you're going to have to have yourself prepared to be able to defend yourself because some of these kids are extremely disrespectful. So it kind of comes to a point where, you know, who is, I wouldn't. I don't know if you you laid the blame at any one one person's doorstep, but one, the video is disturbing. Two, I don't know what I would do if I was put in that situation. You know, if you continue to watch the video on, another student jumps in to jump the stu- to jump the teacher. Like, you know, where with a security guard from the school and an administrator looks like came in the room, or another teacher came in the room another student starts to hit on the teacher you know and and what's crazy is and, and then i've i i actually went because i don't think we should i don't think it ever should be a situation where we're just you know talking about just this video i went and watched 
uh, some of the new stuff that was going on. Um, the, there are some students, well, a good portion, they said, of the student population are defending the teacher. Like, and they're like, you know how, how good of a guy he is and this, that, and the third and how much he's been through and he still keeps coming to work for those kids. And I don't know how many, if, if I've been jumped by students at this school, am I coming back? I'm not coming back unless I truly, truly care about these kids. And he came back. So that means he cares about the kids. He cares about the community of that school. So you know without knowing the without knowing anything else and just knowing this you know like did the man deserve it no we don't know what happened before i know i saw the kid hit him with a basketball and i don't believe a teacher said anything to him that would cause that you know for him to be hit and assaulted with an object you know what did that what could that teacher have possibly the teacher in baltimore have possibly said to that young lady that warranted her to punch her in the face and sometimes I honestly believe that these kids, they're not stupid. And I believe they know that they can they can say to you whatever because you can't, you're kind of, your hands are tied. You can't, you are not allowed to do anything. You can't do anything other than write them up and have them removed from your class. You know, because you can't, if they won't leave your class, you can't remove them. You can't, you can't physically put him in that position and i you know like i said i've been lucky to have not been in any of those situations i've had somebody raise up like i said before but eventually the relationship between me and him allowed me to talk him off that ledge before it took another step and if he hit me i don't know what my response would be to that like i just i just don't know it's, it's tough because it's easy to, and i'm glad you're being honest Coach E, because it's easy to say what you would and would not do. Yeah. I would have, I would have liked, I would have liked for the teacher to walk out of the classroom, not because, not because I thought the student has the could have beat him up, but just because how he's going to be persecuted, prosecuted, like, like. He was the corporate because it's really it's really not a lot of protection for us in the classroom. I've seen where I I just talk about myself. I, I I've been cursed at by teachers. I don't I don't have a lot of situations where students were disrespectful, but I don't really tolerate my my sons. I don't tolerate my sons disrespecting me or any other adults. No percent. So you can't really gauge like, oh, they're not that disrespectful, or it's just a little bit disrespectful, or it's not that bad. And I know, okay, that comes with that comes with the territory. But if this is your job, this is what you do. It is extremely difficult and stressful to deal with disrespectful students. Now, to stay on point with what we are talking about, yeah, young man was extremely volatile. In his approach, and I and I agree, and I agree with Micah. I agree. I don't even watch the news because I research research something myself before I actually listen to the news. Because they everything has an agenda behind it, everything. So I don't I don't really get caught up in the news, except for the weather. The hell, the weather be wrong sometimes. The weather be wrong too. <laughs> so I'm looking at this young man. 
And this is how I summarize things to make it simple. What would I have done if I found out that was one of my sons acting like that with another adult? The school would not have had to worry about suspending Talon, Jason, or Leo. Because they wouldn't have never came back to the school. I would have, I would have, I would have unenrolled my own sons and they would be getting homeschooled right now. Because they don't deserve to be in an educational environment if they were that disrespectful to another adult. If my sons were to put their hands on another adult and punch an elderly woman like that child punched that teacher in the face, she squared off and hit a woman in the face. Again, you school wouldn't even have to worry about anything. Because I would be, I would be all the discipline one of my sons would need. Now I do understand I probably raise my sons differently from other people, and I'm not talking about whippings and beatings. I'm not talking about that. But me, my wife and I are very strict on discipline and how our kids handle themselves when they're not around us. And to see this, and like, and like the question said, that is a tough question. Why are these kids so angry? Well, it's, it's layers. We've used this word, it's layers why these children are angry. But here's the thickest layer. They aren't loved. Because when you love someone, you give them everything they need, not everything they want. And one of the biggest, one of the biggest elements of love is truth and honesty. And when you're honest and when you tell the truth, you have no problem with disciplining the people you love because you want them to do well. And if you have no discipline within the structure, it has no choice but to fail. Because any structure without discipline is only a, a piece of material waiting to fail. And we aren't, and these babies are mad and angry because they haven't been given the love and, 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 the, and the care and the nurturing of what it takes to be productive citizens in the world. And like Coach Kurt says, so now you got situations where I would probably go work at Duncan. If I'm 22, I'm 23, and I've been doing internships throughout college and they say, well, look, because you got two summers worth of internships in, we're going to let you start out as a assistant manager at Duncan Donuts. 41000 Well, if I start out teaching, I'm making what? 28000 Yeah. Where, where do you think I'm going? Where do you think I'm going? And it's crazy because I'm a teacher and you guys Y'all are some of the most intelligent people I know on this planet. Like the way you articulated your point, Mike, it made me look at it from a different perspective. With a college degree, with masters, what the flip you mean you're gonna start me out at twenty eight thousand, thirty thousand dollars a year? Not just to do a job, but to have the heaviest impact on the future. As an educator, we affect the future more than any other profession in the world. And I can go to Dunkin' Donuts and make 
basically 50% more, 50% more of your salary, half of your salary. If I start out there, so this is why there's a unbelievable, South Carolina alone, we have a large teacher shortage. Across America, we have a large teacher shortage. I know it's a large teacher shortage down in Florida. So we got these shortages because people are like, I'm not going to deal with the, the disrespect and the stress and the hustle and bustle and the constant genre that changes within the educational system. And I just go work, I just go work another job where I get full benefits and paid vacation. Yeah, it sounds good to have your summer off, but why would I want to be dealing with this element of of disrespect? And that's why I think people are pushed towards their cutoff point. I pray in my heart to hearts that, and I and God forbid, but if I'm ever in that moment, that I have enough restraint to put me in and and the student in a situation where neither one of us can be hurt at that moment and in the future. I pray for that. Yeah. But what what frightens me is this element right here. What happened? Would this student do this if they know they weren't in an educational environment? Would this student do this in the streets? Away from the school? With an adult, a random adult, with an adult that they know, because now, because outside of the school, you are protected by the realms and policies of the educational system. So, as an educator, you gotta be able to realize where you are, remain poised, remain calm, become become the calmer element in a hostile environment. And figure out how to make sure not just you, but the child is in a safe situation also. Because obviously, that child hasn't been taught right. It hasn't been reared right. So it's just, and, and it's difficult. But like I said, it's easy to say what you would do. And we're able to talk about it and kind of counsel ourselves through it. But I don't, I don't know. What you think, Michael? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm with you. Where I like what you said. I mean, obviously, the, the pay and salary, I, I mean, I think it has a big deal where they're not, where schools are not being able to attract hot people that are, people that, people like you and Coach English who think of your job as, as a teacher and coach as your calling. Like the majority of, I think the majority of these, of teachers in some of these difficult school districts are just like, hey, it's a job. It is what it is. Is it something that I love? No. It is what it is. It'll do for now. Oh, this kid, this kid's giving me problems. I'm going to give him problems. And then if it comes to, where what happens in those videos, it manifests to that. Like, hey, it is what it is. I hit this kid, I get fired. It's going to get settled. I'm not going to jail or nothing. I'm going to get fired and not be able to teach. I'll go get a job at Dunkin' Donuts and make more money. Like, that's what it is. Like, people, 
teaching, like you said, Coach Ing, uh, Coach Staley, is the the most impactful profession that you can have. You are molding the future of America. Like that is, there's nothing more impactful and important than that. And if you don't look at it like that, if you just look at it like, hey, it's a job, it is what it is, then you, you, you don't deserve, you, you shouldn't be in this profession. But unfortunately, because of how poorly compensated teachers are and how dis, disrespected they are by our government who's make, who, who is funding these positions, um, you're not getting quality teachers in there. And like, look at it and say, hey, whatever. I get fired, I'll go get a job in a week making more money with less stress. So there's so many layers. There's so many layers. And obviously, that's just one layer of it. Like we, we touched on the, all the other layers. There's, there's problems at home. There's problems. Uh, another one that we have not touched on is, I mean, the media and TV, like 90% of these TV shows that kids watch are these reality shows where the stars of the reality shows are getting in fights daily yeah. on these shows, throwing <laughs> drinks in each other's face, getting in fights, and that's just the norm. That's how you're supposed to act in society, they think, especially if they're growing up without their parents really around. And so they're seeing this on TV. And... Uh, and so, I mean, <laughs> I cannot stand the media from the news, news coverage, re reality TV, everybody has agendas, uh, and it's not doing anything to benefit the society for sure. And like these kids are growing up watching reality TV, quote unquote, reality TV, and these these reality TV stars are making a lot of money and just getting in fights with each other and throwing drinks at each other. And it's like, hey, it's what they do. Why don't I do that? And and there's no real there's no real leadership in their lives, whether they're parents or like we like we hit on as well with uh, with leadership at schools. The leaders in the schools. The leaders in the majority of the, especially public school systems, are happy to be in that position. I've worked, I've put in my time, I've worked, uh, I've put in my time as a teacher, I've gotten promoted, now I'm in, now I'm a principal, now I'm in a, a district position, now I'm an assistant principal. I'm not going to do anything to really lay down the law and ruffle feathers and really create change because that might make me lose my job. And I got to hold on to this job, which now I'm getting paid the most I've gotten paid. And I got to hold on to it for the next 10, 15 years so I can get my little retirement, which is a broken system all the way around. Yeah, it's, it's broken. It's broken on multiple levels, like you said. And, 
the breaking point, I think, is this for teachers. I think the only time you want to find yourself, and don't get it twisted, I don't do well with disrespect. Like, if you ask any of my classes, like, I have very few rules that when we go over procedures at the beginning, rules of procedures at the beginning of the season. You get the school year, pardon And respect is one of the main things that I harp on, because I'm going to respect you when you come through that classroom door. And I expect the same respect back. Even when you're having a bad day, I understand sometimes you have bad days. And I'm going to respect you within those bad days. So I'm really, and I've had situations where I had to tell students, look, I'm not going to tolerate you disrespecting me because I'm never going, I'm never going to disrespect you. So I'm not going to tolerate you disrespecting me. I'm not. That's just how it's going to be. But I think your breaking point has to be this, educators. This has to be your breaking point. Only if you are in a life-threatening situation. Like if your if your physical, and I'm not even talking about life, if your physical and, 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 and physical well well being is at danger, you have to you have to defend yourself and put yourself in a situation where you're safe. And that's and that's that's within the school system. And then then I think protected by law. But you still have you have, you have to be extremely careful. Um, the young man that was disrespecting that teacher was gross and disgusting. But his disrespect level, even if even if that teacher did something to provoke that kid, I still would not accept my sons acting like that, even if adult was trying to verbally provoke them to act like that. My son still should know better. Keep their mouth closed. Come get your parents. Come get an adult immediately. Then we will handle it. Because you don't disrespect an adult like that, especially to the point where you physically assault him and hit him with the basketball. So I don't, I don't, I don't really buy. Like I said, like 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 you said, like we didn't see the whole interaction. We don't know what happened days before, but I do know this: I don't buy that that man did something to make that kid be that disrespectful. I think the kid's already been been being ruined by the people that that raising him because they're not doing it the right way, and. And the kid feels that he can get away with that. Just like with the young lady, the young lady um, punched the teacher in the face. Like, if you, it's only a short clip. The teacher's quiet. She, you can tell the lady, the, 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 the lady's intimidated by the, by the young, by the, by the student. And she wants no parts of it. But the student pushes another student out the way to punch the lady in the face. Okay? So, I, I, I kudos to the lady for, for keeping her restraint and, and, and not losing it. Even though I think she didn't lose because she felt she didn't have a chance against the student anyway. So she was frightened. But the male teacher in California, I do, for his sake, I wish he would have kept his restraint a little bit more. And like I said, the only time I think your breaking point should break is when you are in immediate danger. At that point, though the kid hit him with the ball, he still wasn't in an immediate danger. Um, like I said, if my sons would ever disrespect an adult like that, that my sons would be in immediate danger with me. Immediately. They, they would better be seeking shelter very fast because I'm about to bomb on them if I ever see them being that disrespectful to an adult. Ever. And and I guess you would have to maintain your breaking point unless you're just in immediate danger. And I wish the child well even though he was very disrespectful and I wish the teacher well. Because somewhere down the line, I pray somebody can, can get this child the help he needs 
needs to get back on track so he can be a productive citizen. And I pray that the teacher gets through this and, and, and everything is going to come because of what, of what he went through. The report is telling the truth, but he was arrested. He was booked. He was booked. And um, I wish I wish everybody well in that situation. Coach E, what do you think you got? What, what's the breaking point to you? Just like you said, man, I, I agree with with you 100%, and I agree with Micah 100% um, that uh, the breaking point would have to be once it becomes life-threatening. And if it's not life-threatening at that point, then, yeah, you you, you get there. Um, and like I said earlier, like I, I don't know what, what it's like to be in those situations where it is life-threatening, where you are, you know, where you have to question whether, you know, it's you or it's them. Like I don't know, and, and and I'm in my so many years of teaching, I'm blessed to not have to know, and I'm hoping for the rest of my teaching career I don't ever know. Um, I think that the it's 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 tough, Josh, because like you just this is so many things wrong. Like you know, you walk out, you know, you you like you said earlier you almost leave the you 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 get reprimanded for leaving the classroom unattended and then you know just go um but i know like at some schools they do like shoot you might have an issue with a kid and they do a poor job of get removing the kid from your class like who's to say the man didn't go and say hey man something's going to bubble with this kid man y'all really need to get him out of my class like I, I don't, you know, we don't know that type of stuff, but that those stuff, those things do happen when they go. Oh well, you know, uh, uh, we don't have anywhere to put them. Uh, you just gonna have to deal with it, you know, kind of what you know, kind of, kind of deal with it. And you almost go, what do you mean deal with it? Like I'm telling you, something is possibly there's something to happen here, and and you're just telling me to deal with it. Um, uh, uh, how sometimes, uh, uh the administration is reluctant to move a kid to the alternative school or expel a kid because it hurts numbers. Um, you know, it's, it's, you got to do what you got to do. Um, you know, I, I just, it, we are in, I, I, and excuse, I, I don't have a better way of saying it, but I think we are in the most baffling profession to me. I, on a daily basis, you can be confused by so much and, and not really understand like there's this cut because there's no clear cut. Yo, you do this or you do that. All you know is you do what's best for the student. That's all you know. Like the answer to whatever question you can have when it comes to being at that school is whatever's best for the student. And they don't they don't they don't teach you all that other stuff. Like you just you you got to kind of deal with it as it comes. So I know I got a little bit off your question, Josh, but like I, I just. I don't know. Like it, it really put me in a place that questions. It questions you. It, it makes you question yourself. Like that situation made me kind of question myself, and, and made me really think. Like, especially with, you know, like what if you know he walks away and this, that, and the third, and now, apparently there was another kid in the class because, like I said earlier, another kid jumped on him towards the end of the video. You know, who's to say this is not going to end up being a recurring thing? He walks out, the kid gets a referral. Now he's back in school two days later. Or who's to say he doesn't get ISS or after-school detention or something like lunch detention for just being disrespectful to the teacher? You know, now he's back in my class tomorrow or the day after that. 
or two days from now. And now I got to go through this whole thing again. Now I got to hold up instruction again because I got this kid who just won't stop. And I'm I'm asking for help. I'm talking to people and they're not doing anything. So, you know, like I, I Josh, I, I don't I don't know if if we we have a if we have an answer on this show. Me, you or Micah. It's just like y'all kept on saying, it's so many layers. Like, do we do we talk or is it the parents? And Josh, I think you made a very deep statement when you said, you know, the kids are angry because they haven't experienced, like they're not loved. The majority of these kids are not loved. But see, but see, but see, that's what I'm talking about. What you said was so profound also where you're taught in the educational system to, okay, do what's right for the kid. Do what's right for the kid. Do what's right for the kid. No. Sometimes that means what we're actually doing Pacify the kid. Pacify the kid. Yeah. Keep the parents off your back. Keep the parents off your back. Keep the, the, the whatever educational system off your back. Keep them off your back. Keep your numbers up. And because you're pacifying the kid, you're not really doing what's best for the kid. Because if you're going to do what's best for the kid, you're going to discipline them. You can't name me. One element, one thing you can be successful in that you don't have to have discipline unless you just, well, no, you you can't. If you really think about it, what's one thing you can be successful in without discipline? You can't. You can't. You can't. Even if you say, well, I want to be successful in gaining weight. Well, guess what? You still got to have the discipline to eat, right? Yeah. You still got to have the discipline to be lazy. Well, if you want these students to be the best students they possibly can be, they have to have discipline and structure. But we get caught up in this thing of like you, like we said, oh, we got to do what's best for the student. No, what you're really saying is we have to pacify that student so we don't have any problems legally because we are afraid of the educational litigation because that element always leans towards the student. And then... You have people in society that feels that everything is going to go their way, and we know what happens when you have undisciplined people in society who don't feel like they have to follow rules and structure. They yep. turn into criminals. And 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 now you have these private investors investing in prisons and you make them rich because they have to go somewhere because eventually you're going to get caught. So Doing what's best for the kid sometimes is disciplining that child. But we don't do that. And that's what frightens me about sending my sons to public education. I'm a realist. If my kids act up, I want you to discipline them. Show them that there are consequences for not doing the right thing. Because I don't want them 18, 19, 23, 25 years old thinking that they can still get away with this stuff. It doesn't work like that. So, it's just a breaking point, man. I mean, we're going to bring this thing to a close. Micah, tell us what you think the breaking point is and then we can get to our shout-outs and, and, and close out. 
Yeah, man. Too many. There's too many layers. There's too many layers. The break, uh, my biggest breaking point is the, the the disrespect and that society that society puts on teachers. Does that kid in the video have to a ton of the blame? Yes. But my my breaking point goes from another level where the disrespect that society places on the teaching profession, uh, that's what leads to the breaking point for these people that are thrust into the teaching profession that don't really want to be in it. I got you. I agree. I agree. And that's, that's a strong breaking point because they're disrespecting our profession. And it's almost by by default because because they don't invest in education like they should or they only invest in certain areas um you have what we call settling settling to um educate kids so we have we have people settling to educate our kids and instead of people that really want to educate our kids so it's it's difficult it's yeah. difficult not to understand I understand 100%. I understand 100%. So, um, Coach E, let's, if, if we don't have anything else, man, let's get into these shout outs. And oh, no, nah, we, we got one more thing, man. We got one more thing. Yo, uh, Micah, Micah's been holding on to this for like two weeks. Micah, what is your five, man? For the for a billion dollars, like, what is your five? Uh, oh, gee. Golly, hold on a second. I, I, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, like, I mean, you've been holding on to it for like two weeks. So I figured, you yeah. know, not there's no time like the present, you know, to, so, to go ahead and unleash that. So, yeah, so we, well, who, who was the five we're playing against? Uh, we're playing against, uh, you'd have to play against Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Magic Johnson, and Shaq. All right. So here's who I got. I'm going with Jeff Curry, James Harden, Kevin Durant, mm. Larry Bird, Ooh. and Anthony Davis. And here's mm. here here my here here my reason. I, got it. I love it. Go ahead I'm though. I'm going Houston. I'm going Houston Rockets. Oakland Athletics, Moneyball Analytics, and I'm saying all of these guys can straight up stroke the three. Um, so you got who you got? You got Michael Jordan, Kobe. Give me that five again. Uh, Michael Jordan, uh, Magic Johnson, LeBron James, Shaquille O'Neal, and Kobe. So they're studs. <laughs> their their bread and butter is the two is two pointers, either medium range jumpers or getting to the rim and finishing at the rim. None of those are knockdown shooters. So let's say that that team, how many how many how many, uh, how many shot attempts does an average team get a uh, uh, a game? Oh, we're talking about. Maybe Josh, but about sixty something. Uh, an entire team, yeah. NBA wise, 
they're probably getting about, well, I would say about 70 to 80 shots. Yeah, no, maybe, maybe 80 to 90, you know? Yeah. I mean, the way it's going now, maybe 80 to 90 well, shots. Well, let's go right here for, for ease of, ease of uh, analytics and math. Say they get each team averages 100 shots. And say, say, the, say your team with Michael and Kobe and those studs, say they go 40, 40 of 80, which is a great night from two. They shoot 50%. So that's 80 points. They shoot, they're probably about an average 30% combined, 30% three-point shooters. So say they shoot seven out of 23s. So that's another 21 points. So they're, as 101 points they score on the night. This basketball analytics where the three ball is big, all these guys are knockdown three-point shooters. So say they shoot 100 shots. Say 80 of them are threes. Say they make 30 percent, which is low. 30 percent is which is low for those guys because they're all above 30 percent shooters. So that means they made about 25 threes. So that's 75 points right there. And then another 50% from, from two. They're right there. It's right there at about uh, – or right there in the game. So I'm going basketball analytics um, and live or die by the three. <laughs> uh, Kobe – or uh, KD and – KD and uh, – and Larry Bird are going to provide a, a, a matchup problem at the four because they can extend the floor and knock down the three. Um, whichever one is playing the four, probably KD would play the four. So that's my thoughts right there. All right. Well, that's that's that is uh, that that's that's good. That's good. I, I'll take that. That 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 team might be able to pull it out. That it's team. A different- it's a different game now. I mean, you yeah, see the you're right. Um, so, but I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I, I actually love that team. That's why I was trying to pick the team up. But I actually love that team. Well, yeah, I'm gonna tell you what's what's funny is on uh, on the the kids podcast. They they asked the same question to uh, the assistant superintendent. He came to our camp, and then they had an opportunity to interview him, <laughs> and he was talking about. Uh, Oscar Robinson and this, that, and the third. And so uh, what I've learned through this question is one thing I've learned through this question. Through this question is what I've learned is that people tell their age by the people that they choose <laughs> to go out there and play. <laughs> like they just tell their age um, of how old they are and where they fit when when they watch basketball to when they stopped watching basketball. So. Um, it, it's just, it was an interesting question. I think, I think it's kind of run its course now, but thank you, Michael, for blessing us with that. I think you might've come up with the best five so far that if they, if they, they, they can, they can at least outscore them. Well, I mean, a three is better than two and all of those guys could, could hit the three consistently. Okay. Yeah. Who, who's your three point shooter on that team? Which obviously I'm the biggest Michael Jordan fan. I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan. None of those guys. 
don't know. know. I don't. Or I don't shoot. think. I don't think. In, I, I think Michael would have been the best shooter, but you know that that you know. I, I don't know. Yeah, it, you're right. It's just it's so hard with the deep on the defensive side of the ball. You know, even though you're shooting the three, it would be kind of tough because those guys all played D, played pretty good D. Except for Shaq, is good. Shaq would have problems because he couldn't defend Bird or <laughs> or uh, Kevin Durant. So there'd well, be. Well, and, and, and uh, yeah, and then with 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 the, with the pick and roll, and uh, yeah, what happens with they they run a pick and roll and, and Shaq's got Steph Curry like. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the pick and roll would be obsolete if you got Shaq out there. Like that's why that's that's. The, that's a phenomenal five, even though I think you, I'm going to go ahead and call you, you kind of like cheated. Yeah, because he had extra time. He had extra time. Yeah, you kind of cheated and you're coming out with all these numbers, but I guess that's what you do. You try to show people up. But That's that's <laughs> that's what he does now. Yeah. I mean, because it was such a great question. <laughs> After you got done with that show, I was like, I just kept thinking about it. And then I was like, I, I, I mean... It's, it's, it's a three-point league now. And so are those guys, like, are they better players than that five? No, but could that team potentially beat them just because they can outscore them and because of the three-point ball? Uh, I mean, I, I think it'd be a, I think it'd be a fun game to watch for sure. Yeah, and right. I love Shaq. I love Shaq, but I, I don't I, – he would not be the dominant <laughs> that he was in that type of game. Nah, he'd have to come out. He'd have to exert energy on the defensive side of the ball that he just doesn't have. So we'll we'll go ahead and 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 get out of here on that. That's a great five. I think you've had the best five so far. So I mean, you know, kudos to my man. I wouldn't go that far, but go ahead. I think he did have the best. I think he did. I, I got to give props where they do. Right. Do you remember my five? Do you remember my five? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you had the best five. I'm not gonna lay down with my five, but I do respect your five. I think they could beat that team. Uh, but uh, okay. Go ahead, man. You to the shout outs, man. I, I gotta get to my kids. All right, Michael. Go ahead. Go ahead and start us off with the shout outs, you know? like, Yeah, like I said, shout out to Taylor Smith. Uh, I believe 2015 AC Flora alumni. Um, She's a gun. She's an exercise science student graduating this year. She is going to be a future star in the strength and conditioning profession, and uh, she just got landed a big time internship in Colorado Springs at the National Strength and Conditioning Association's headquarters. So, shout out to her for sure. Josh, what you got? Um. You know, just shout out, shout out to all our listeners, shout out to all the young players and coaches getting cranked up with basketball season, um, even though I'm enjoying this part of football season. Um, just shout out to the people that's, that's raising their kids in, um, in these days and times, man. Just hold them close to your breast, keep them, keep them within your heart, pray over them, touch them, you know, pray over your kids and anoint your kids daily. Um, there, there is power in prayer, man, and uh, you know, just keep them close, and that's all I got. Take us out, Cole. 
yeah, wanna wanna give my shouts out. Shouts out to my boys. Uh, I had grinding hard. Um, like you said, Josh, this is probably I love this time during football, but I also this is probably some of the times I cherish with my teams, man. Just the start of the season, the excitement in their eyes, and before it becomes mundane, and you know uh, the energy level is up, and and people are healthy. So you know, shouts out to them. Um, you know, shouts out to our listeners, everybody that chimed in on the book. Um, on Facebook Live, you know, we had some people in and out. We probably, you know, people, if people listen today. Um, uh, shouts out to the teachers that, you know, they say we're underpaid uh, and overworked, but um, I honestly believe that we that the majority of us do it for the love, because you ain't you, you definitely ain't showing up for the bread. Um, so shouts out to you to continue and like Josh said you know shouts out to you know your you know shouts out to our listeners who hold us down have held us down for a long time and we'll continue to and we'll continue to bring you great content as much as we can so shouts out to all of y'all um, and if you want to join the conversation you know how to do it hit us up on the Staley and English show at gmail.com dot com that's the Staley a n d English show at gmail.com you can listen to us on every single every single place that you can listen to a podcast even iHeartRadio um also shouts out to Defy Life once again and uh shoot man as always as always as always keep God first everything else will follow peace peace you hear that? Listen closer. That, my friend, is the deafening sound of focus. It drowns out all the useless noise that can clutter the moment. Naysayers don't exist. Haters? Smaters? The peanut gallery? Who's that? When you're in your zone, all that noise and all that buzz is just elevator music. So, enjoy your journey, focus on your goal, and bask in the quiet roar that is progress. Because when it's your time to shoot that shot, Spit that verse or close that deal. The only voice that matters is yours. Defy life.